episode 46 of the Whatever It Means to You podcast, aka Wimty, aka Dustin's most beloved podcast. Is that Dustin's only podcast? <laughs> so it has to be the most beloved. Yeah, number one podcast. <laughs> yes, the number one up and coming Dustin podcast. We're right up there with the Cuban sandwich. That's right. That's right. Shout out local market. I went to local market for lunch today. What'd you have? Did you have the Cuban? No. No, to, to be honest, I think they do a great job there, but that Cuban isn't my favorite. The club sandwich, however, is pretty yeah. unreal. With the chicken salad? Rotisserie that chicken salad. Baller. Bacon cheese ham. I'm, I, I tomato. Don't, I don't... I, Sorry, sorry, Chatham. I, I don't like that Cuban either. I actually yeah. do sacrilegious shit too. I I prefer that Cuban sandwich, unpressed. Oh man, you! No, I don't even want to talk to you. Man, that we ain't talking about Cubans no more. Sorry, dude. That's my thing. I don't like. I don't like paninis. I don't, yeah. I don't like the press. Well, paninis can get dry. They get dry, bro. <clears throat> I just don't like it. Uh, if you have if you have a, like something to dip your panini in, I think, I think that's where you need to be. My thing is is I don't like uh, greasy. Same. I don't like yeah. my hands. Greasy, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the thing. But the, the pickles are so good, though. They have really great pickles at local market. <clears throat> You're right. Damn, Chatham's not paying us, bro. What are we doing? Well, yeah, well, he's not paying us. That's why we're talking shit about. Well, but he's been sandwich. nice enough to come on our show. <laughs> Hope he's listening. <laughs> Love you, buddy. But anyway, went and saw him. Talked with him for a little bit. <clears throat> and and uh, this probably won't come out until tomorrow, but today is uh, Election Tuesday. This will probably come out on Wednesday, but talked to Chatham for a little bit about that. Uh, he and his family hosted the Gillum event over at Harbor Docks, the first political rally that I ever went to. Me too. And not even necessarily because I'm a huge like Gillum fan, just like I knew how I was going to vote this time. The purpose of me voting in this election was to send a pretty clear message uh, and some accountability. So I figured, let's go see what this is all about. I've never been to a political rally, especially for a Democrat in a city that's 80, 80% not 75, 80%. I think, yeah. I think they say 75% of, uh, of Okaloosa County is Republican. I think that's true. Yeah. <clears throat> you I, went as well. I, I did. What'd you think? Man? Um, I will say it was a phenomenal turnout. It was way more people than I thought it was going to be. I think I think it was more than the inauguration. <laughs> Just about. <laughs> uh, but no, I think I think it ended up getting almost like four hundred people. Yeah. Um. It was it was Harbor Docks was packed out. Yeah. Uh. It, how are you feeling about it? Oh, I liked. I liked. Did, did, did you get a little uneasy at all? Well, yeah, yeah. I liked everything you had to say, but. I, t- I talked to a few people, and you and I discussed this as well. I don't mind rediscussing it on the podcast just because I, th- I think it's important and just kind of says a little bit of, about the state we're in and just how divided everything is. So I'm I'm at this rally, and I'm standing next to my wife, and there's a, a rather large gentleman in front of me, and he kept backing into me, backing into me, backing into me, and I don't do well in situations like that anyway. And it was hot. It was there was bad. no air movement. And and I was I was getting pretty perturbed, and so I move away. Well, then all of a sudden, I'm looking around me and I see a very diverse crowd, and very packed in, super easy targets. Mm. So the first thing I start thinking is, "Holy shit, we're gonna get shot up. We're about to get shot up." And then I'm just like, "I'm just being paranoid. I'm just being paranoid." But then I like it couldn't 
it could I couldn't stop hearing or hearing that in my head, having that idea. I've never felt that way ever in my entire life. So so I'm I'm standing there and by now I'm four or five steps away from my wife. So now I'm thinking in my head, okay, when you hear the first shot, the first thing you're going to do is make your way to her, push Fatty out of the way, get to her. You're going to throw her ass over the docks and you're going to jump in over there and you're going to hide behind that big ass boat right there and hope that he doesn't hit the gas tank. <laughs> <clears throat> and that's the first thing. I, that's This is what I'm thinking the whole time. And I just honestly, I thought I was being crazy. So as soon as we got in the car afterwards, I asked my wife, I said, this, you may think I'm crazy, but did you think this at all? And she's like, the whole time. And then I would talk to you a little later in the day. I was like, yo, dude, you'll tell me if I'm being crazy, right? The whole time. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, whole time. Crazy. Yeah. And then I talked to a couple other people that were there and said, hey, I'm not trying to be crazy, but like, were you scared we were about to get shot up? They're like, the whole time. Yeah. What does that say? What it, What does that say? Number Okay. What does that say about us? Because that's obviously irrational. That it's not happening at a level to where I, I think I need to be afraid of that. Or is it? Is it? I don't know. What's acceptable? What's an acceptable amount of, of mass shootings before you're scared that you're going to about to be involved in one? Or, I think now, I mean, it's almost like it's it's just random, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. it, like the... Um, like that festival that got shot up, right? Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't a, you know, in any sort of way political. Yeah. It wasn't any sort of way, like, main, like, lefts or anything like that. In fact, it was probably opposite of that. It was a it was country, country music, music festival, festival, yeah. And that got blasted, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, all these all these other events. I mean, even when you're talking about schools and things like that, that's not political. It just happens. Yeah. You know, so now when you're talking about actual political things, you know, shit. I think yeah. I, I think we all. I don't think it was irrational. I don't. I think it was very much like. Uh, like this is a real possibility. It's a possibility. The shit could go down. Mm-hmm. People and are I, crazy. Maybe that also has to do with us as well. And in, in this, in the specific town, not that this town's unsafe, but what you just said, you know, I think. The type of people the, that we are, that we see ourselves mm-hmm. around all the time, mm-hmm. and just you know, it is Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If if anyone's gonna have a headline, it's gonna be us, right? Yeah. Florida man shoots up rally, like that's gonna you know shit. Yeah. Um. And and also just say, just so you all know, regardless of any of that, I'm a registered Republican. For several reasons. Yeah. I don't know that I necessarily align with that most, but but living in the area that I do and the way to make my vote count the most that it can. I'm a registered Republican, so just throwing that out there. Not not that I'm just hating on one side or the other. Mm, no, no, no. I don't, um, I don't even think. And I'm not saying that a, a a irrational you know Republican would be the one to do it. Uh, that's it, what I was worried about. I, I don't. That's what I was in my head. It was, in my head, it was a a guy. It's like you know. I I mean I sorry. but I, I think saying that is is blanketed and, and bullshit. You can't say mm. that would be the Republican. No, it would yeah. just be a fucking asshole, an yeah. extremist. It would be a white nationalist to do it. It would just be. You know what I mean? That's what. Well, this is also. You know what? The, I think the reason it was this is also a, just a couple days after all these bombs were sent out. Yep. And also, the the synagogue yep. shootings. Exactly. It ha- yeah. It was. It was days. So after. so if it can happen to peaceful people in a synagogue, mm-hmm. worshiping. Yeah. No. That that right, it was on a Wednesday. That shit happened that that past yeah. Saturday. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why. That's probably where that fear came They're from. That be because it was a, a rational, and it was so packed in. Oh, I don't think I told you target. this. I, and I don't know if you heard this, but the, the lady who was standing next to me, 
and almost told her to shut up because <laughs> she starts talking about. I wonder if this uh, 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 if this this deck can hold all these people out here. I hope they're not to capacity because where where we are, it's probably a good solid like ten foot drop. Was it really? Oh yeah, like you could see the water underneath Ooh. and shit like that. But I'm like, Ugh. like yeah, he knows you're probably what's right. There, yeah. Like, dude, like we'd all be, oh, we'd all be in a bad spot. That shit happened at um, where I live. There, uh, the the top deck, uh, they, these these people had a party, and they ended up having like it wasn't crazy, but they probably had like ten people on their deck, mm. right? Mm. Uh, that fucker collapsed. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, no one, no one got seriously injured, Ooh. but it was, it was no bueno. But yeah, she said that, and I was like, "Shut up, lady, freaking me out." <laughs> yeah, but uh, overall, I, I don't know that I need to go to another political rally. I think I'm, I'm more the kind of style to where I want to go hear someone speak, and and discuss ideas. I don't want to go there like the late whoever that lady was that was talking, that was kind of like emceeing the event, mm-hmm. was driving me nuts. Oh yeah, but yeah. Like she was I don't, I don't, it. I don't, I don't want to hear the same. I don't, I don't want to sit there and chant the same three words because that's that's just as crazy to me as other people saying "lock her up." I'm glad you said lock that. Lock her that's, up. That's exactly what I. Thought. And uh, and I was like, I was like, man, will she shut the fuck up like that? Yeah. So so for me, I, I I'm definitely more than t- I don't need to go to another political rally. I don't. Number one, I don't want to label myself anything. I don't want to label myself a Republican or a Democrat. I want to I want to discuss ideas. I want to hear people speak. So, so that was a little bit different because the first thing, like as soon as I get there, like it's great to see so many Democrats out here. I'm like, bitch, I'm not a Democrat. Yeah. So, th- like that was the first thing, and then it, it, I don't know. So yeah, definitely, I don't need to go to another political rally, um, uh, you know, unless it's like someone I really like. But I think even then, it can, it can still leave a bad taste in my mouth because mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't want to sit there and chant see, just the- blanketed statements with a bunch of other people. And, and I feel only two people out of that whole who spoke at that rally did that. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, even even Gillum didn't make it real partisan. You know, he, he did, you know, at all. Really. I don't think he mentioned DeSantis. At I don't all. think he did at all. I mean, I think Not he might. I think he might have spoke about him, but he didn't speak yeah. about him. Yeah, like I think he mentioned him. Yeah, but it was not. It was great. He was there. I think he spoke for about twenty five minutes. Mm-hmm. He discussed ideas. Yeah, uh, definitely let you know where he stood on things, and and got out of there. Yeah. So, I, I don't know, man. I dug most of what he had to say. Yeah, I agree. So, um, my my favorite thing he said was, he's like, no one wants to take guns away. You know, that's no one wants to do that. He said, but if you want to shoot a gun that can shoot 60 rounds in 60 seconds, join the military. (laughs) I was like, yes, (laughs) yes, yes, dummies. And and that's that's another thing, man. They're going to take away our guns. They're going to, you know, who wants to take guns, all the guns away? Nobody. Nobody. He even said we need to protect the Second Amendment. However, you know, there's well, there's things that are messed up. Just like you know who wants open borders? Nobody. Fucking nobody. Nobody. So so these these blanketed statements just need to saying that is like saying that every Trump supporter is a racist. Yeah. That's a stupid statement. That's mm-hmm. that's terrible. Yeah. That um but I think also we're seeing it and it's with how with how divisive everything is, man, some really, really, really bad people feel empowered right now. And mm-hmm. I think that's where the problem comes from. And that is a symptom of Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Not, say, not saying he's doing it, but the way he speaks, the way he, he makes these really, really terrible people feel empowered to where they can do this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, so you know, it's, it's, you, you, you just have to be careful about making blanketed, blanketed statements about one side or the other. And you can't just say stuff, man. You can't just make up stuff. Yeah. You can't just say things, man. 
Well, he's he's allowed to. Yeah. I don't know. And but hopefully with this election, um, <clears throat> there there will be some some accountability there. And also, I think it's awfully suspicious that you haven't heard anything about the FBI investigation in a little bit. And I think that probably has to do with midterms coming up as well. Yeah. But I also think it might be because if you have some shit on someone, why would you present it when you have a house full of Republicans? Yeah. They're going to do anything about it. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. So, dude, everyone around him has gone down. Yeah. No, so many right. people around him have gone down. Mm-hmm. Indictments. Guilty pleas. Yeah. Okay. They shut the fuck up. Why? Because... If everything goes the way that a lot of people think it's going to, it's going to swing to the other side. And then you have a house of people that are going to hold someone accountable for some shit that comes down. Yeah. I think that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. I'm stupid, though. Yeah. I'm an idiot. None of, none of us know I'm, I'm not. I'm not in politics, whatever. Just, just I, think it's, I think it's awfully suspicious that, they just, that this just all went away. My favorite part, though, are the people that are like, Gillum's under FBI investigation <laughs> for a Broadway ticket. Yeah. Because he accepted a Broadway ticket. Dude. So FBI investigations are valid <laughs> oh, <laughs> when it's when over a Broadway ticket, when you take a Broadway ticket yeah. for someone. Yeah. But uh, when it's for stealing an election with another country, yeah. the FBI is worthless. Yeah, dude, it's so it's so crazy. You you heard that shit in Georgia where uh, th- their governor raised, um, oh my god, I'm gonna forget his name. I can't even look it up right now. Uh, uh, he, what, what it was either yesterday or the day before, just brought out this whole thing about investigating voter fraud already that the Democrats yeah, have been doing before that. it already been. And then that's yeah. another thing too is that that guy, because he's Secretary of State or whatever, oversees the whole entire election. Mm-hmm. That's his job, and he didn't he didn't step away from that. He didn't recuse himself to or have somebody else take that position while he runs, hmm. and then two days before says, "Oh, well, we're also investigating the entire yeah. Democratic Party for voter fraud." And yeah, like, dude, get the fuck out. Well, we'll see, man. We'll see what happens tomorrow. It's, it's going to be an interesting night tonight. Both Shane and I have to host trivia, and we host trivia from seven to nine at Mellow Mushroom and Destin. If you'd like to come out. It's three dollars sweet waters tonight. Would be a great night to drink three dollars sweet waters, but you aren't going to hear this until tomorrow. <laughs> so tomorrow is going to be a completely different story for a lot of us, Shane. Um, so we, you might not even ever hear this intro. <laughs> we, we may have to come in here tomorrow morning and redo this. Ah, we should have done that. We should have done two intros. <laughs> <laughs> Just like when South Park, yeah, like, they, when they did two South Parks based on the election results of Trump. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, and next week, we'll, we'll talk next week, and we're either going to be in good spirits or going to be fucking worthless and yeah. very upset. We'll see. We'll see, man. But, uh, man, uh, let's talk about our guest. Tara. How about that? We're f- uh, 15 minutes into this intro, and we haven't mentioned our guest once, I don't think. Sorry, girl. I know. <laughs> but we get an hour with her, so that's fair enough. Our guest today is uh, Tara Wixom. She is uh, guest number 46. Uh, she runs shit at... 1835, Destin's only craft cocktail bar on the harbor. It's wonderful. Um, not only does she do that, she's also an anthropologist, so we get to learn all about that. Uh, also, very well-spoken. Her vocabulary dominates mine. Like There were several times through the podcast where I had to say, slow down. Can you, can you repeat what that? What did you say? <laughs> what does that mean? 
Uh-huh. Yeah, she made us feel stupid. Yeah. Yeah, she's way smarter than either one of us. She's probably left here and was like, "This is yeah, this sure is. Why did I, what the fuck did I just like, do? She's like, I'm going to start a podcast so they'll have the number two podcast in Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, we've got some, we have some great guests coming up for, for you as well, uh, coming in very soon. Let's see. We have uh, next week, I believe that's the Masters. Hang on, let me see. Let's pull up my... Yep, we have Dave Masters in here next week, a... Uh, a, a producer slash engineer of the musical kind, and then November twentieth, woo, we have the we have Maloney? the rescheduled David J Maloney I'm coming here. That's two weeks for away. That one. I'm excited for that one. I'm nervous about it. Yeah, we. Uh, I it's, guess that, that dude's been a part of our life for over a decade, Shane. Yeah, when you meet your, in a big way. Celebrities. Uh, yeah. Mhm. You better live up to the hype. Dude. Yeah, I don't get um. I don't get starstruck very often, <laughs> but uh. But when I have old, when I have old DJ in this uh, ten by ten studio we, slash office, we should probably clean up a little bit, huh? Maybe let's get some stuff in frames, bro. Get, yeah, get maybe get some throw pillows and yeah. some, some flowers or something. It at least smells better in here since I've got my diffuser. Yeah. I wonder what his favorite scent is. Can you find that out for me before he comes in, producer? <laughs> yeah. I'll right. get in touch with his people. Yeah. And then uh, the following week, uh, Thanksgiving. No, no, no. The Thanksgiving will be after that. Thanksgiving's on the 22nd. But uh, then the following Tuesday after that, uh, we have Chris and Karen in here and uh, Reed. And uh, Chris has several nonprofits that he works with, songwriter support groups, stuff like that. He plays in a couple of bands. And then Karen also owns... Uh, Beyond Expectations is is what it's called. It's a like a mental health center. Okay. Uh, uh, I don't know that much about it yet, but uh, she's going to come in here and talk all about it. So we've got a, a pretty pretty good slate of guests coming in, and uh, of course, each of you, thank you for listening. We're we're super grateful to still be able to do this, and uh, that gets us to episode fifty, bro. Yeah. So we got to do something big, man. Yeah, I've got I've got some ideas for episode fifty. I just want it to be fun. Yeah, we're fun. So. But anyway, uh, we appreciate y'all listening, and please welcome our guest, Miss Tara Wixom. Let's do it. Wimty Podcast, we're back at it. My guest today is Tara Wixom. Tara, what's up? Hey. How are you doing? Good, good. How are you guys doing? Good. Hanging in there. We were just, before we started, I know we always have conversations, and I was like, Shane, press record, because we don't want to miss any, I don't any of this, but today's a very important day. Why is that? Yeah. Election day. We have to go vote. That's right. Super Big time. duper important. Did you do your part? Heck yes, I did. You got your sticker? Holla. Yeah. I have a picture of mine, but I don't, I wonder if AJ's will still let me get my free beer. Free or gumbo. Mm. I wonder if I should just say, just mix them. Can I get half and half? <laughs> Shane, you were saying you have to go to the annex to vote. What does that mean? The Over by the dog park. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, that, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's where I... Like where City I'm, Hall. Yeah, where I'm zoned, that's where I have to go. Okay. And it's just a madhouse. Do you have to actually go there? Yeah, your, 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 your precinct is, is mm-hmm. where you're, you know... Your poll places. Yeah. yeah. It goes by your address. It goes by your address. Yeah, I didn't know that. I guess I'm just lucky because I have the community center. So if you wanted to go to the community center, they wouldn't. They'd turn you away and yeah. say you have to go elsewhere? Yeah. 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 Okay. So, but you could early vote at the annex as well? No, you mm-hmm. early voted only at the community center. Oh, okay. They just have one set up. Ah. For early voting. Wait, yeah, so it's busy at the annex? Mm-hmm. 
I've never stood in line to vote. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I, I vote early, but yeah, I've, I've had to do that before. Yeah, the, the general election, I had to stand in line over. They're saying it's busy <clears throat> everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere is That's crazy. What the TV says, yeah. Yeah, that is what the TV says. I don't have TV. <laughs> yeah. What? Good. You Good for you. Yeah, it's, it's true. <laughs> I went, I went years without cable for a while. I'm, I about did it again a few months ago, just because whatever, and then they like, uh, DirecTV cut my bill in like a third. Oh. After like the fifth time I said no, I'd still like to cancel. They're like, what if we give you the NFL Sunday ticket and all these other things and charge you half the price? I said, oh, fuck, okay. I'll Isn't there it. a contract, though? My contract was up. It's way too much commitment. Mm-hmm. That's my issue with cable. I don't yeah. want to commit. Yeah. yeah. It's a big chunk. Well, and what if I like hate you or like just <laughs> have this like life change and I want to cancel? Yeah. So where do you vote then? Do you vote in... I'm at the Methodist Church. At the Methodist. That's where I voted that's uh, where years used, ago. That's yeah. where we used to vote. Mm-hmm. And see, I went over there at the last general election. I was like, yeah, I'm ready to go. And they're like, nope. <laughs> yeah, I got sent over to the annex. Hmm. Always bring been, your ID. Yeah, you should have been better prepared. Shane. Well, I didn't know. Some, yeah. There was a woman there when I was voting today, and she had no ID. She didn't know where she was supposed to vote, but I was like, good for you for like coming out. Yeah. <laughs> we can fix this. There's time. Yeah, I remember the first the first time I was uh, I was voting was in I lived in Orlando. I was twenty one years old, and it was at like some arena at, at like UCF or something like that, and it was super intimidating. Like I was really afraid about it, but but I was pumped too because like I got registered in Orlando too. Like I was outside like some punk rock show or something. Like there was some guy registering people. Rock the vote, bro. And then like two weeks later, I got my card. I was like, oh, I guess I'm gonna do this, you know. Back was, when I had no idea what was going on. Was that a presidential election? Mm-hmm. Is that why you waited until you were 21? Well, yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, yeah, obviously, I couldn't have voted before then. And also... Wait. Uh, I could have been a midterm right. at, at 19, but I had no idea what was going on. Yeah, I, didn't, I don't think I voted until I was 20. Because uh, I think I'm, on my 18th, I missed the general. And then so I had to wait till midterm was the first election. I mm-hmm. And I was 20. Did you vote the first time you could? You voted in the first midterm you could at 20? See, I didn't. I wonder why. I just I just don't think I knew. Yeah. I think I was uninformed. I think a lot of kids are uninformed. I, I, I was in the military. Shit. I should have I should have voted. Yeah, how does that work? Do they do they like give you guys time off to go and vote? Yeah, uh, yeah, I never had after that I didn't have a problem with that in future elections that I wanted to vote for. But yeah, for sure. For sure. like push Especially because the military the military normally votes one particular way. So if you don't vote that particular way, uh, then it's definitely really important to get out. But um, but yeah, it's of course they if you're in the military, that's a that's a big deal. They want you to go vote. So so I never had a problem getting out huh. getting out for that. But you got off work to go vote and then join us, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> yeah, so let's uh, let's talk about let's talk about you and what you're doing. Um, sh- the last time I talked to you, I, I didn't even realize it, but you told me that you were the most overqualified bartender in Destin. <laughs> not the most, <laughs> not the most. I don't think I said the most. <laughs> uh, explain that though, because then we were going through your your bio and stuff, and I, th- I think Shane said that you have. Uh, a, a degree in anthropology? Is I do. Right? Yeah, I went to undergrad and uh, graduated with an anthropology degree. Mm. I'm from Colorado. So up until seven years ago, born and raised. In Buffalo? Uh, no, no, no. I went to a small liberal arts college. In Colorado. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So we were the the, uh, the Skyhawks. It's a mythical creature. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, so, God. so Colorado, bro. I know. <laughs> Colorado. We were terrible at football. <laughs> Soccer program did pretty good. You know that the the school where you see the YouTube video on 420 and they're like under the PE um, umbrellas that you would play with when you're in high school and they're like smoking weed and the cop comes up. No, have you, mm-hmm. you have Dang, to Google that this. Yeah. It's that really up, that's that's my undergrad. Um, so I, I know what you're talking about. We did that in elementary school when everyone gets in the circle yeah, and you, you like, put it up. It's like, yeah, like so parachute. what? So what? Everyone smokes and you get under the parachute. There was like 30 mm-hmm. kids in the middle of the the quad smoking, and then like the the school security guard, yeah. they didn't have guns or anything back then, like comes up and is like he lifts up the umbrella and everybody just scatters and she's like just. Giant smoke. Where in Colorado is this? Uh, Durango. Okay. So like yeah. as far southwest as you can get. Mm-hmm. So that yeah, that was my undergrad. It was a great school, beautiful campus. Anyways, got my degree in anthropology. Worked as an archaeologist for the federal government, the Bureau of Land Management. I wound up in Florida, and have done a myriad of things since coming to Florida, mm-hmm. including going back to school for a graduate degree in anthropology. Yeah, which, and where'd you do that at? Uh, UWF actually. Sweet alumni. Yeah, it's a great school. Yeah, right up, it's right up top there. Oh, Fort, there she blows. Fort, Fort yeah. Lewis. Fort Lewis, yeah. Damn, oh, there it is. Oh, it's so funny. I don't know if there's, there's a sound. Oh, so that's an actual police officer walking up on them. <laughs> yeah, that's in, the, yeah. in, in this parachute. Yep. Okay, if you want to follow follow along with us, it's, it's 420 Parachute Stoner Dash is the name <laughs> of this video. Over two, over two and a half million views. oh shit oh there yeah there's like 30 kids in there oh so there's a uh, so there's a bunch of kids underneath the parachute obviously smoking and a cop walks up and as soon as he opens the parachute they all take off did he get one of them i don't think so (laughs) he was not a real cop he's he's like a campus cop before the real cops were on campus I, I was watching that live PD show. The, do you ever watch live PD? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking I've about. I've seen it. They used to do that shit. Oh, you put, like in live in person? No, no. Oh, because they were they were doing that shit in uh, yeah. Walton. They did yeah, in Walton County. Was, like the craziest <laughs> stuff. You're like, wait, how many people are living here? And you're yeah. all cooking meth? Yeah, it was all meth and whippets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did see. Yeah. Did she see the girl with all the shit? Bing, 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 bing. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, how did you do that while driving? Yeah. Yeah, you can barely walk after that. Because I can't do that while sitting. You <laughs> shouldn't you know? do that while Let alone. driving. Yeah, but uh, but I was watching Live PD the other day, and it's still unbelievable. I don't want to bash cops or anything, but I'm, I'm not in the greatest shape ever, but I can still, I, I guarantee you I could outrun 75% of those guys. And I was like, how are, the, how are they going to catch these guys? And seriously, like two guys in a row, just as soon as they got out of their car, like they got in this high speed chase, dude took off. It took him like an hour and a half to find the guy. They had to like get a dog out there. Oh my God. And then the cops making all these excuses. He's like, yeah, I stopped at the intersection because I had to secure this and secure that. I was like, no, you didn't stop there because you had to secure that. You couldn't fucking run anymore, fatty. <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> we were just going off on it. But yeah, that's a, that's a really great show. That show is so. insane. <laughs> Yeah, so so you worked for the government. You did your anthropology thing, got your master's. Well, I'm, I'm as trying an to Argo. finish it. I'm trying to finish it. Oh, okay. It's like so. As an anthropologist, you like have to produce your own data sets. Mm-hmm. So you do like the whole big thing, like create your data by going out into the field and then analyze said data, then write it all up. So I'm in the process of writing 
which you guys are creative types, you know, it comes and comes and goes. Yeah, absolutely. How, what are you trying to do? So um, I'm, I'm technically an economic anthropologist, and I study the impact of natural resource management policy and law on communities. So I um, study, it's called the ITQ program for red snapper fishermen. Um, it regulates how commercial fishermen can get red snapper um, in the Gulf of Mexico. Hmm. And so it's had these big impacts on uh, communities since the program was implemented. It's actually, um, it's kind of, it's the first ITQ program, um, not to get too like technical, um, in the Gulf of Mexico. So it's kind of like this uncharted territory and nobody really knows what the social impacts have been. The program's been in place for about 11 years. So, yeah. so I'm sure it, aff it affects a lot of different things then. Yeah, multiple levels. Yeah, yeah, especially given like the, the business that your family's in and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. It's pretty, it probably hits pretty close, yeah? Yeah, yeah, totally. And, and actually a lot of the work is inspired. So my husband's family had been commercial fishermen for years and years and years, like hundreds of years. And when you regulate um, the way that somebody makes a living, it has these impacts on families and communities and um, sometimes positive and sometimes negative. But I think it's important to assess like the people aspect, like, yeah, we're, we're protecting the natural resource. But what about the people who rely on that resource? And yeah, um, so that's kind of where the project was inspired from. Yeah. And just so we aren't talking over people's heads too, not to not to get too into it, but you're uh, you're. Uh, husband is a WMT veteran <laughs> yes. as well. well. What number was he? Do you have, do you have any idea? In the late, the, the 30s, mid 30s. 30s. Uh, but uh, Parker, Parker Destin. So, but anyway, that's your, that's your hubby. Yeah. 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 So, so we're definitely highly involved in the seafood industry and, and fisheries and things like that. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about your latest project. Well, you have several projects going on that yeah. you're involved with, but, but I think as far as I understand you, your brainchild and kind of your baby is 1835, correct? Yes. The 1835 Porch Bar. Porch bar. Go there tonight. Yeah, I've been. <laughs> is it open? How, how late is it open? So during the week, we're open until approximately 10 p.m. Okay. And then on like Friday, Saturdays, we stay open until 11-ish. Okay. Sometimes a little later if, if it's really hopping. We have to host trivia tonight. We do. But yeah. depending on how today goes, as a, that's going to be crazy hosting trivia while these results are, pour, are pouring <gasps> in. We've done this a few times when elections have gone on. Uh, it sucks. Because you're just watching. Oh, this it's, yeah, because trivia is always on Tuesday. It's Two years ago, I bet that was a rough one. I wasn't there for that one. I wasn't. I wasn't hosting at that I, time. I don't. I, man, I don't, I'm not sure. I, maybe. We, yeah, I mean, we definitely did it. I, I can't remember it, but we definitely did it. I know it was a bad day in general. Uh, I think we just like got out, bounced, and like I just went straight home, and just proceeded to drink a lot of whiskey. I drank a lot of whiskey that night too, screaming at the phone to my brother. Yeah. <laughs> I was out of the country. Cried a little bit. Oh wow! And it was like uncomfortable the next morning because mm. people. I was in the Turks and Caicos, which is like, I mean, it's pretty Americanized. Mm. But the locals were like, "What do you think?" What? Do you, and they were all super interested, and they were kind of laughing. And I just wanted to go home. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's laughing. Um, yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a bad day. It's, Hopefully it's, today's going to be a great day. Today is going to be a great day. I know it is. Yeah. <laughs> the voter turnout this year is just incredible. I mean, people are really, really fired up. Yeah. It's it's really hard to, to trust anything you see on the media these days, but uh, everyone's saying that the, the young numbers are unlike anything you've ever seen in midterm elections. And regardless of how you vote, that's 
it's so important because these people that are on their way out, that are holding on to life by their bare hands, are, are for the majority deciding these policies that we have to be around for mm-hmm. to wade through this shit like storm. And we have to we have to live with. We're the ones who have to live with this. So it definitely makes sense. I I've wanted to propose before. I think just like there's a minimum voting age. I think there should be a maximum voting age. Interesting thought. Mm-hmm. Controversial. Oh, it'd be very hard to get that one by. <laughs> uh, you mean I made it this long and now I? But uh, right. But it, it's but just yeah. yeah. It would be like fine tuning. Like what is yeah. the cutoff or like what kind of you know like cognitive tests and then mm-hmm. you get into all kinds of like crazy eugenics. Yeah. Kind of like stuff yeah, that down that rabbit trail but they do don't they have a thing that's how they how do they decide who can drive and who can't like, can you see or not mm-hmm. i think is that's, one yeah that's it yeah. yeah isn't it can you see that's or not can you see that's it yeah yeah or and maybe i have no i don't know you do might you, have to take a written test like uh, eventually at an age but that's it like the and rules I, of the road can I you think, articulate yeah. them and so I, that and so think, it might be if you can't pass a written test you aren't of sound mind enough to, to, to drive maybe but well, I, I think it's also if there's like you know new laws that got you know put in place and things like that you have to be updated on yeah like now there's a new law where you know if there's a cop pulled over on the side of the road you have to go into the other lane and drop down to like 30 miles an hour yeah, that's a thing. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> so you should do that. <laughs> but yeah, if you're on the interstate, and that's why that happens. If you're a cop or somebody's on the, pulled on the side of the road, you're supposed to get in the opposite lane and slow down to about 30 miles an hour. Hmm. I mean, I always get in the opposite lane, but I didn't know. I just kind of yeah, kept doing my thing. Yeah. <laughs> how do you know down. about these new traffic laws? Like, how do they communicate that to people? I don't know. That's a thing. That's been going. I mean, I'd say new. It's probably been at least 10 years. I, I didn't know that. I mean, I knew you were supposed to get in the other lane. Yeah. In Colorado, it's different, too. Like, there's just, like, different things. Like, you never stay in the left lane because you're going to get a ticket, Colorado. Mm. And here, I feel like everybody's always in the left lane. Yeah, people drive like idiots. Like, that's the thing, too. It's on a, especially on the interstate, that's, it's only a passing lane. You're supposed to stay in the right lane at all times. I never do it. I don't like are you are you uh, is your family still in Colorado? Do you yeah. have siblings, moms, dads? Yeah, I've got a brother and he's got two kids and a lovely wife and then my uh-huh. dad and my mom are still there. Sweet. Cousins. Yeah. Yeah, Colorado, the motherland. <laughs> I was just there. I was there about three months ago. Was it? Two months ago? I don't know how long ago it was. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> I I like it a lot. Shane's a legend. And uh, tell you ride. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. One of my regulars just went to tell you ride. He's an older gentleman, and he's he's into edibles, and apparently bought a shitload of edibles while he was in tell you ride, like fifteen hundred bucks worth of shit. Oh wow! And and fucking UPS did to his house. And they made it. No, <laughs> I was like, some people are so brave. No, it's no. He's like, he got the box, and it was all you know. It it got delivered to his door, but it was opened. And all the shit was taken out except for like a T-shirt and whatever the hell else he put in this fucking box. And he, oh, wow. they called him up, and they're like, you know, Mister, you know, uh, juice in a package. And he's like, yeah. He's like, he's like, no bullshit. He's like, the guy on the phone says you can't ship that shit <laughs> through UPS. He's like, yeah, you can't ship. And but they went. They didn't try to arrest him. No, I mean, they just took his shit. Hmm. It's also UPS. Yeah. Oh, so it was UPS who was like, "Don't do that." It was like the it wasn't yeah, like the no, feds no. who intercepted mm, it. No, but apparently mm. that's the way you're supposed to do it is actually go through USPS because they don't yeah. have they don't have as many um, like tests. Detec- yeah, detections. Dogs. And stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like yeah. they probably have that down by now though in Colorado. I moved right before it was made like totally legal. 
but I feel like they probably have that down because everybody's like, I'm going to go, I'm going to sell this here and make so much money. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, don't <laughs> ship your weed through UPS. I forget where I forget where it was. First time, the first time when we were on tour a couple years ago, we came up through Texas, and I forget what part of Colorado we came through on our way to Denver. But there was a dispensary right there, and then this time we came in from the east side, and we had to wait till we got into Denver pretty much to find one because there were none in between like that, the hour and a half range. Super but, rural and conservative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, out it, there. It reminded me of like, uh, like Baker. Yeah, it's like almost like Kansas, like farming and yeah, yeah. My yeah. my grandma actually like came get this in a covered wagon from from Kansas to Colorado, and they were farmers, and they landed in eastern Colorado, like the Oregon Trail. Yeah, yeah, like, like way later. I was like, I, I never understood. I'm like, Grammy, why were you in a covered wagon? It was like 1930. No, like, yeah, well, there weren't yeah. automobiles. Yeah, yet. That, I mean that makes sense. Oh, that's oh, you guys probably know that. Right? I don't know. Oh, the t- late twenties, right? I feel still, like no, the, the, common, the teens. I think the common person didn't have automobiles, though. No, right? My my grandfather and they still are on the same farm outside of Montgomery. Didn't have power into that farm until like 1945, hmm. 1946. Uh, yeah, I wow. mean, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, right. well, you got to think what Dust Bowl was 1930s, right? Yeah, yeah, right after the. Yeah, great. Depression. That's how my my dad's family. That's how they ended up in California because they were from Oklahoma and they did the grapes whole, of wrath style. They did the whole wagon and bullshit and you know popped on over to California way. Yeah, California ways. <laughs> lots, lots of internet out there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so back to porch bar. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't even know how we we barely even tapped on it yet. So. Uh, that's been your newest thing. Yeah, it's my baby. It's it's the harbor's only craft cocktail bar. Um, is how we've been saying, um, describing it. It's a it's a really cool spot overlooking the harbor. Um, it's all outdoors, but we've got like a great beer lineup, um, great cocktails. Might be a little biased. Wine, some food, um, and I I think it's got a great vibe, like good energy. Um, just kind of a cool place to hang out. That's more low key than some of the mm. other spots on the harbor. Are you, are you really close with Casey Collins? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I know Casey Collins. Yeah. Casey and Dan. Yeah. yeah I took she, her workout class forever. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I've done it a couple times, too. Um, she's the one who originally brought me there. Oh. She's like, my my friend opened up this bar. We need to go check it out. So uh, myself, my wife, and Dan and her went out there. And <laughs> that actually turned out to be a pretty fun night because I didn't realize that, that my wife and Casey were slamming cans of rosé. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, whoa, okay. There's two glasses in one can. Yeah, there is. I didn't know that. You have two cans, you're done. Yeah, well, that's what that's what my wife had. And we were going on to the next stop. We hadn't had dinner yet. This was like whoa. pre-dinner drinks, which the pimento cheese is on real. My mother-in-law makes Holy that. Shit. Becky Dustin. She's, it's so good. Yeah, it's delicious. Have you had it? No, I haven't had it. Do you like oh. pimento cheese? Yeah. I should have brought that. Freaking wonderful. It's really great. Um, yeah, so uh, so anyway, and then uh, the second time I went there, I had the Honey Nut Cheerio Old Fashioned. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> Tastes like Honey Nut Cheerios, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> yeah. I want to know that. What's that about? 
This is just it's bourbon and Honey Nut Cheerios as an old fashioned. Tastes exactly like Honey Nut Cheerios. Hang on, you put actual Honey Nut Cheerios in it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. So Seriously? It's, it's super easy. Yeah. You can do it with any cereal. Uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch is excellent. So I just take the bourbon until it gets soggy just a little bit. And then oh, you, you just throw it in the bourbon. Out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got it's you. like You're an infused bourbon. bourbon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. I got you. Yeah. yeah. Alternatively, you can make your simple syrup um, Honey Nut Cheerio flavor. Yeah. I didn't understand that because yeah. I drank it and I was like this tastes just like Honey Nut yeah. Cheerios how like how did you get I was thinking like well she must have used some hazelnut here to get that flavor no. on the whatever that like, was like not complicated that was just like uh, <laughs> I want Honey Nut Cheerios yeah <laughs> rad yeah but yeah it's yeah it's yummy it just blew your mind dude I know like, oh, shit, I could have Honey Nut Cheerios for breakfast <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'd <laughs> what do you have for breakfast uh you know Honey Nut Cheerios. A bunch of bourbon. So yeah. how are you liking it so far? I know uh, you're super involved in probably several different restaurants, but that being your your child and just coming from a management standpoint, both Shane and myself in the restaurant industry, you know, 60 hours minimum. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a lot, but I love it. I mean, because what I do is, I mean, it's fun. I get to pick out cool kegs of beer and come up with new cocktails. And uh, my staff is super awesome. Shout out to uh, Jersey Steve and Heidi. Yeah. Um, yeah, staff is super awesome. It, there's not very many of us, so it's like everybody's easy to work with. Yeah. And, yeah, and it's not too complicated. I mean, we're not running like a, you know, like a 20-item food menu and a bar. It's mm. mostly just a bar and some food items. Yeah. So. And I saw, uh, I saw Matt Lyons there. Mm-hmm. So I think he's perfect for that spot. He's great. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. I love listening to him. His wife is a gem. Mm-hmm. He's fantastic. So we've had um, Austin Jennings play. He's great. Matt Barnes. I think uh, I was, I was seeing that Austin just recently, uh, did not completely quit drinking, but like talking about something about some Sinclair method or something like that. That's really helped him. Huh? I don't know. Check it no, out. I've never called, heard of that. It's called the Sinclair method, but he's talked about how his life's completely changed. So, but <laughs> but Austin likes Jaeger more than you do, Shane. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like big, I want to get Austin on here. I want to talk to him. Oh, he's fantastic. Yeah, yeah Sinclair. I thought that was like an allergy drug. Sinclair, singular. That's what I'm thinking. Mm, shit, maybe it was called. No, yeah, I mean, singular. The first, the first thing came up was the Amazon. No, a book. Is it a book? Could be a book. Yeah, he's. It's a book. It's a. It's like a. You know, it, it literally says a proven way to eliminate alcohol addiction. I don't know. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Anyways, no, he's he's great. Us. He uh, brings a crowd whenever he shows up. Oh, for sure. That's tough to do in this area. That's tough for local musicians to do because there's so many places to go see music. And. Uh, and yeah, Austin's definitely out of the solo guys. I'd say he's he's drawing people. Yeah, he's and draws people that drink. Yeah, all his friends drink. Yeah, so. it's my targeted demographic. Drinkers. <laughs> Drinkers. Yeah. <clears throat> so what's the what's the overall plan? Are you are you trying to just keep it simple like that, or um, I I know there's a pretty a pretty good sized building behind you. I don't know if you're planning on incorporating that or. Yeah. So um. Cool story. Most people don't know. Everybody walks up. They're like, what's in the house? Because the bar is on the back porch of a house. Um, the house is actually one of the oldest ones on the harbor. 
uh, left standing. It was built in the 40s. Hmm. Um, and so the house is fantastic. It, it underwent this remodel in the 1970s when everybody thought it was cool to put wood paneling and shag carpet over like really cool uh, shiplap and uh, hardwood floors. So the house house is totally psychedelic. Um, and as it is right now, we're just using it as storage. Mm. Um, that's not to rule out something in the future because it's such a good spot. But uh, we're going to keep the house. Uh, we think it's important to keep the as much history on the harbor as we can. Yeah, for sure. So, but right now we're going to run it as a bar, see how it goes. Um, you know, we'll hit a year in July, and then uh, go from there. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Parker. Parker actually sent me a text. I won't, I won't discuss it too much on here, but he sent me a text like two weeks ago about a pretty wild idea for across the bridge as well. That I'm sure he's probably shared with you. Yeah. About doing some crazy stuff over there. So, uh, but. <clears throat> But it, anyway, um, yeah, we, we've always got ideas brewing. That's how it a, goes. Yeah. Oh, I, I have a list of just dumb ideas that I have. Yeah, oh. <laughs> you have to keep them right. Yeah, yeah, right. I know. I've got a whole children's book series like planned out in my head. I'm like, but I don't draw. <laughs> well, that's a that's a pretty common thing, though, right? You don't have to illustrate your own yeah children's children's yeah. books, right? I'm a control freak, though. Yeah. Yeah. You could but just draw your own crazy style, yeah. come up with something brand new, right? It'll be abstract. Worship's <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> just ta- uh, grab a few Honey Nut Cheerio old fashioned. <laughs> go at it. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Now, I've been into rum lately. Re- uh, uh, I never really had a love affair with rum. I know. <laughs> I, 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 know I, did. I know Shane did. <laughs> like good rum? Sailor Jerry. Sailor Jerry. Oh, yeah. have you Ron Zacapa? That's what I've been. It's. I mean, what he's talking. I mean, a love affair. I wasn't giving a shit about the rum. <laughs> I was just if it was rum. Means to an end. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no, I've got this aged Papa Pilar. It's so good. No, I was just. Yeah. I need three bottles of Jerry, please. <laughs> Do you have the tattoo? <laughs> no, I did have a whole collection of the, the flash art, though. We did do that. Right. Had a couple posters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you were definitely a frequent flyer. <laughs> the clerks like start holding back the swag for you. Oh yeah, that's we right. You all had the, that. you had the whole all your bottles lined up a, a, on the top of the. Uh, we did do that. We did do the cliche, like, 20-year-old, mm. you keep all of your uh, booze bottles on top of your, you know, cabinets. But they were all Jerry. They are all Jerry. <laughs> They're all different sizes. We made them, you know, do the wave. It went from, you know, fists to 750s to liters. <laughs> it's an archaeologist excavating that in the future. That'd be so interesting. <laughs> like, why are there so many glass bottles in this one house? He must have been a priest. <laughs> <laughs> Candle holders. <laughs> so, so why the name 1835. So 1835, before we started naming hurricanes um, after women, which is kind of sexist, we've stopped doing only women's names now, but I digress. That was a thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I they didn't, were. I didn't, I didn't never knew that. When, when did that stop? Like, what, 10 years ago? No. Was, no, because there was Hurricane Aaron. <laughs> no, I know. It was, it was, it was, <laughs> about that, though, like probably 20 years. Yeah. Like it hasn't been that long. Why, why is that a thing? Women's a, names? Yeah. You always uh, name stuff after women. I mean, it's just a thing. Yeah, th- like boats were always. That's well, bullshit. You did boats and <laughs> cars. Yeah, boats were yeah, always boats, cheese. Boats, and, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We could probably Google it. But uh, <laughs> anyways, so before we, we started naming hurricanes, they were just named after the year that they hit. 
And um, in 1835, Leonard Destin and his dad and his brother left New London, Connecticut to sail down the eastern seaboard. They were whalers, and they would go to Key West in the uh, winter because they could still make money down there, not whaling but uh, wrecking. And uh, they smacked into a hurricane off the coast of about Cape Canaveral and killed his dad, killed Leonard's dad, killed Leonard's brother, and he survived. And then eventually Leonard Destin ended up here in Destin, and that's how we get the name for the city. So it's kind of an homage to the kind of you know domino effect that happened that ended up um, making this area become what it is today. There's Can you imagine traveling that far in the in the early 1800s? Also, being a whaler, I mean, there's so many things there that it's just yeah, that's gangster. Also, that's, living oh, in yeah. Florida. What's in a wrecker? The you said after that they'd come down to the Keys to be a wrecker. Is that? Yeah. So they. So you've been to the Keys, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a whole bunch of reefs, reefs, and uh, like rocks and things, and it's kind of hard to navigate. And ships would run aground all the time. The Keys. The Keys were kind of like a main um, kind of passageway to get up to bigger ports like New Orleans, um, Galveston, and and into the Caribbean. And so these ships would come in loaded down with cargo, and they'd wreck. And so you'd have guys who knew their way around a boat and and the ocean who would go and salvage the stuff, and they would they would salvage it and um, save your cargo part of it. And in return, you'd pay them. You'd either give them part of the cargo they could sell it or you'd give them money and so a lot of sailors who like from the northeast couldn't sail in the winter because it was too rough would go go down and do that because all they knew were were boats and being uh being on the water that had to have been really dangerous too though because like when was <clears throat> when was like the, all that war like the war like um like when did florida become a state first of all uh, and then and then like the louisiana purchase and all that stuff that was i mean florida became a state after the seminole wars and stuff right yeah so, uh, <clears throat> 1845. Yeah. Okay, so the keys weren't even. Yeah, it, a, was, it, it wasn't a part of the U.S. No, no. <clears throat> so, well, I mean, it was always dangerous back then. I mean, that's like, well, I mean, yeah, like full just on, all like, the time, right? Yeah, everywhere. Everything was dangerous. Yeah. You <laughs> laid in bed at night and got bit by mosquitoes and then died of malaria. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're, yeah, you're still talking like cowboys. And, I mean, you're talking like pirates and bullies. I mean, you're talking everything. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. Well, and everything came time. from like boats, like, because it was like a backwater. Most of the South at that point um, mm. it was just like farmers and, and no rail system. We didn't get rail system until uh, nearly 1900 down to Pensacola. So there's like no ice. There's like nothing. Everything had to come by a boat to some of those main ports like New God, Orleans, can you imagine Mobile. In like the Everglades. Oh. In the 1800s? Yeah, I've been playing Red Dead uh, Redemption 2. What is that? <laughs> it's just like it. <laughs> it's just like it's it. It's just as uncomfortable. <laughs> what I'm, is that? I'm right now in the, in the, it's in this, like the bayou. It's, it's this video up. game that's sweeping <laughs> the nation, obviously. It's um, like playing an old Western movie. Oh. Like, like, do you watch Westworld? Like World? Oregon Trail? No. Like, oh. like Westworld. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Okay. You know, I never finished season two of Westworld. What? What? Yeah. Why not? I just... What, you're afraid? I don't no. even have cable when I finished it. And Westworld's like my favorite. I know. I, I, I don't know. I think we got halfway through it and just life happened, man. I got I to gotta finish that. I'll finish that soon. I yeah. promise. Stop watching The Office. Watch Westworld. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, know, the, you know the reason why I watch so much The Office is because I put it on, I can get through an episode, and then I fall asleep. The only time I get to really watch TV is at, at night when the day's done, you know? It's, it's not like during the day. If I'm ever at home at noon watching TV, something's wrong. Like, there's something really you wrong. You failed at life. Yeah. It's, uh, I better figure something out. Better do something else. Uh, 
<clears throat> but yeah, but anyway, Red Dead Redemption's like basically Westworld on mm-hmm. a video game. But it's zombies? Yeah. No. Oh. Okay. No. I don't know. Why. I don't know. <laughs> I just like assume all video games are zombies. <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, anyways, I don't know. I, it would be I always. I always think about that. Um, like how how would it be living in this area at that time? It's just, I just feel it's just hot. I'm just yeah. Like, fucking hot all the time. You just be miserable and uncomfortable all the time. You know, when you see like those old that old footage of like you know back in the even. 30s and 40s, shit, even in the 50s, and you've got, you know, people coming down, and they're going down to, like, Miami, and they're all buttoned up, three-piece suit oh. and a hat, and you're just like, ugh, ugh. Like, yeah, can you so imagine hot. what those suits smell like? Yeah, they all Ew. stink, right? They've got to all just be sweating <laughs> and gnarly and just, ugh, dude, ugh. Yeah. So gross. I was cranky walking from my car into here. It's so lucky today. <laughs> my, my mom used to watch Little House on the Prairie growing up. You know what I'm talking about? You know, yeah, Little oh, yeah. yeah. Watch that shit. And every time I don't, I just, like, I had the worst, like, taste in my mouth from just that, that show. I remember we lived in North Dakota and in Grand Forks and we would go to Fargo. And I think, what was it? There was a historic place. But anyway... They'd, they'd sell all, like, the old candy sticks, oh. you know, just the, 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 all the different yeah. flavors. It's basically like a, a citywide Cracker Barrel. <laughs> 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 oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. So so he settled here in 1835, made Dustin's home. That's pretty much how uh, the city got its name. Uh, yeah, approximately. He got here, like, sometime, like, 1840 to 1850. Mm-hmm. And then the city actually didn't um, get named until the end of the 1800s because they wanted a post office. Mm. So it was just referred to as East Pass, which is a waterway. And uh, they had to fill out this paperwork to get a post office here. And you had to have a city name. And they couldn't put East Pass because it's water, not land. And so actually um, one of the very first um, Marlers, you've heard the name Marler, mm, yeah. um, wrote down Destin in honor of his boss. And that's hmm. how the city was named. There we go. History. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Cool. So uh, so what's next after that then? I mean, I know you're doing your bar and everything. And you, you said that you got some stuff going on in Navarre too. Yep. Um, so the Navarre location of Dewey Destin should be opening in approximately a week. Knock on wood. Um, so I've been helping get the bar together out there and just help out cause it's kind of all hands on deck at this point to finish everything up before we get, um, people hired and trained. And I think that location is going to be awesome. How'd you become a bar specialist? I don't know. It happened accidentally. Yeah. I've been in the service industry since I was like 13. Okay. My first job was making funnel cakes and yeah, I've moved way up since then. And, uh, yeah, I've kind of like been in and out of bars since I was old enough. I'd started cocktail waitressing. I think I was 16 cause you could carry the liquor to the tables, but you couldn't like make it, mix it in Colorado. Hmm. Um, and then kind of just from there, I've, uh, you know, going to school, you're always starving until you have to get, have a job. Yeah. So it's always been service industry. Yeah. Same. That's what I did all through, all through college as well. So, well, cool. What? Tell me about these cookies now. She, she was <laughs> nice enough to bring us in treats. Um, normally, people just bring us booze, so this is a nice change of pace. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Especially uh, since you're the bartender. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, sorry. No, no, I, I, no. This is nice. Thank you. Yeah, uh, those are the Momo Fuku um, milk bar. Cornflake, marshmallow, chocolate chip cookies. Bless one of them bad boys out. Yeah, I, I, I would, I want to, but they like one of the rules is never eat on a podcast. Yeah, you don't. People it. don't want to hear that. 
People don't want to hear you eating. That's fucking oh, gross. That 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 video of that girl eating a fucking pickle has got like three million <laughs> views. <laughs> Bullshit. Okay, this is a good point. Yeah, but that drives me crazy. I think that's disturbing that people watch that shit. <laughs> you watched that shit? Cause you showed it to me, <laughs> dick. <laughs> anyway, I haven't watched it again since then. <laughs> but... You can't do it. It's gnarly. So you so you made these then? I did. I like I love to bake. I like to cook. Yeah. It's like calming. So, uh, yeah, baking. Well, we're not allowed to try them, so I hope they taste good. I think they're going to taste wonderful. Oh, we're going to try them as soon as these well, mics drop, That's what I'm saying. can't taste them now. Do you want to try one now no, on, on mic? No, I don't. I'll Alive. let you. We'll just mute you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We can't just mute you. <laughs> you can just munch away. They are kind of crunchy. And then, it, and then you'll just be able to hear her and I breathing hard as we're watching <laughs> you eat these cookies. Yeah. Salty and sweet. <laughs> Sweet. What else? What do you want to talk about? I don't what know. I don't know. Voting it was like the important thing on my mind today. And uh, it's all I can think about, really. I know. I'm so nervous. <laughs> I, I want but excited. To be over. I I want ten o'clock to be here. Is that the time when it's all supposed to be finished? That's, that's when everything starts. We should have now. a pretty good idea of what's going to happen so by ten late. o'clock. By ten o'clock, we should have a pretty good idea. By nine o'clock, I think we'll have a pretty good a good idea. So of I think what's, it closes what's at seven, happen. right? So uh, the really important stuff to watch out for, the signs are definitely for big things happening is going to be Texas, Florida, and Georgia. So, Yeah, Florida. Mm-hmm. We're right up front and center. But it's crazy, just like we, t- we talked about already, but the voter turnout this year has just blown my mind. Yeah. So, Well, th- you know what? That's <clears throat> Honestly, I know you're, you're married to a politician, so it's a little bit different, but uh, as far I don't, I'd hate to paint anything black and white, but as far as I know, the way that, that Parker's affiliated is not your typical uh, of that. Does that. I don't, I'm just going to stop. I don't want to say like, that. I don't well, want to like, paint anyone. No, no, no. He's, he's like reasonable. Most, he's the most middle of the road yes. person I know. Yeah. Um, he, I'm, yeah. I feel and like if he didn't have to be one or the other, he probably wouldn't be. He wouldn't. No, yeah. no, no. He, and it's like infuriating sometimes. I'm like, how are you so good? And so practical and so logical mm-hmm. uh, but yeah he's like literally the most middle of the road like super practical um, you know fiscally conservative I guess mm-hmm. but everybody wants to to save a little money but yeah yeah, yeah. so he's he's great um, he's I always tell people this I'm like I am biased of course but even like if we were to go our separate ways at some point which I don't think is going to happen foreshadow I hope not <laughs> um, you're right here first right? <laughs> um but I would, I, I would tell everybody I know, like, he's the type of politician that we need more of. Because mm. he's not in it for, like, his glory. He's yeah. not in it for anything other than I just think it's my duty to, to give back to my community and my country. Yeah. Well, you seem, you seem reasonably politically astute. So, I mean, I can't imagine some of the conversations that you all have to oh, have. We have epic debates. Like, <laughs> epic debates. The first night we ever met, um, our friends, we, we met through mutual friends, and they were like, I don't think they liked each other at all. They just yelled at each other all night. And we just, just debate. We go around and around and around. And there's never any, sometimes there's hard feelings, but not usually. Um, but, yeah, just about everything. You know, because he, you know, he's a lawyer, which... It, everybody loves to hate a lawyer and then I'm like from the humanist side like with my anthropology background but I'm like but what about the people and like <laughs> but what about the culture and uh yeah it's it's good it's fun dinner talk we're lawyer central on this podcast I know. <laughs> we, uh, we are. why yeah, yeah. Know. Lo- lawyers and musicians yeah that's it 
Yeah. That's the only thing in this town. You need more like anthropologists. I know. We're Send trying. them our way. We're trying. I might be the only one. <laughs> explain to explain to me anthropology, like the exact definition of it, and like narrow it down. Okay, so anthropology is not studying dinosaurs. Spoiler alert: I know nothing about dinosaurs. Mm. I feel like that's what people always assume. That's paleontology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So anthropology is the study of people, and there's four kind of subfields we talk about in anthropology: linguistics being one, and then biological anthropology. So you've probably seen bones or like. CSI, the people who look at the dead bodies, mm-hmm. um, those are forensic anthropologists. Okay. So, and then there's archaeologists, which they dig up things from people in the past. And then cultural anthropologists study the culture of people living in the present. And so anthropology is kind of huge, um, and it, but encompasses anything human and um, human um, ancestors. So like primates and like hominids, hominoids, that kind of thing. So what's your... Uh if you weren't doing what you're doing right now in the restaurant and bar scene, what's what's the dream job from there? Oh, dream job um, would be probably like some kind of um, um, consulting or like rapid social impact assessment, um, something like Hang that. On, repeat that. Uh, rapid impact social assessment. So, you, like, let's say we're gonna go. There's some big like infrastructure project at some some place um, in the world. You have to go in. Um, assess how that's going to impact the people. Like, let's say we're going to go to Ghana and install this huge uh, power line um, and and bring electricity to all these different villages. Well, what are those impacts going to be? Um, or even like Peace Corps um, projects and things like that. What are the, the impacts on the people going to be? So uh, from, a, from a practical day-to-day life type thing to even... What's their reaction going to be? Like right. Personally, what exactly. are they going to think of? Or, and, ha- and what are the yeah. cultural impacts? Like, what are we thinking into yeah. the future? There's this great story. Peace Corps did this project um, in, a, in a village that was an agrarian society. Um, and they were like, we're going to really improve these people's livelihoods. We're going to give them tractors. And that sounds really great on the surface. They bring in all these tractors. They teach the men to use the tractors. And then when they go back in to follow up, um, you know, a while later, the tractors aren't being used, nothing has gotten any better, and they couldn't figure out why. Well, the reason why is the women were the ones who tended the fields, and they had no idea how to use the tractors. It was just like an improperly implemented... Um, yeah, they weren't showing the right people how to use them. Right, but nobody asked the questions. So that's what anthropologists do. They go in mm. and ask questions and learn about a culture, so then we can, like, implement um, solutions for, like, malaria, you know, like... Um, mosquito nets or something, how can we best implement this? Um, if you don't have a roof, you don't sleep under a roof per se, you're not going to be able to use a mosquito net, mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. So would you, would you consider yourself more of a, uh, of that type, that type of style? Like you would like to be involved more in, uh, not, not so first world issues. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know across the board. I mean, cause there's, there's plenty of stuff here. My, uh, my mentor does maternal, um, health, um, in um, Pensacola and she studies women who are pregnant um, from all socioeconomic backgrounds and figures out how best to reach them um, as far as like receiving early uh, prenatal care, which mm-hmm. is so important. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, if we call it applied anthropology. So working outside of the university and, and working for private organizations or non-governmental organizations or the government to look at a problem and help work together to fix that problem. Yeah. It's my friend Colt. Uh, he's the director of operations for Amavita Coffee. Do you know? Are you, are you familiar with Amavita? Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah and they, uh, I think like once a year they'll they'll do some sort of project, and they did like a clean water project, 
and you'd be, he was telling me that you'd be amazed at the, like these people have to walk five miles to get a barrel that they just uh, dunk in there monster, yeah. and run the barrel back still like that still goes on all all over the place all oh, over yeah. the world and that's just that's bizarre to me so is that, is that something that you would be involved in too like to, to see like how you could implement getting yeah. clean water to someone and how that would also affect them yeah is that, like, is that kind of mm-hmm, is that in totally. the field of anthropology yeah implement interventions so um but uh in the united states most anthropologists are um out who are employed outside of universities so they're not teaching and doing research they're um employed by private companies so like google hires a crazy amount of anthropologists or like f- the ford motor company mm-hmm. and they just study how people move and use the space in a car and then uh report that back and then you get you know maybe a cup holder design that's better or something Hmm. Um, so there's lots of different things anthropologists can do I always tell everybody you probably know somebody who has a degree in anthropology they just don't ever have the job title anthropologist because they're Mm -hmm. working as something else yeah I think Ford's in big trouble recently like as of the last week or so because of uh, because of some of these tariffs yeah like billions of dollars big time yeah Like, like we just got done bailing all these guys out and are we going to do it and, again? And, and, and yeah, I mean, do we still want vehicles? Or I don't know. Elon Musk is just going to come in and take over the whole market. That's yeah. going to be it. Gonna be, everyone's going to be driving Teslas. That's, you think? No. 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 No one because no. you can't afford them. No. Yeah. Yet. But even if you could, do you think people would? What do electric cars? Mm-hmm. I would hope yeah. so. I mean, Audi just put up their their full on electric car, and it's you know, I mean, it's still out of my price range, but it's still it's more affordable than a Tesla. Mm-hmm. And Tesla even put out their whole, you know, their lower econ- economy class or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. Yeah, I was looking at I was looking at them, like like buying one that's like a year or two old that's used, and I was like, I can't I can't make that happen yet. Yeah, so yeah. I gotta. <laughs> this podcast needs a couple hundred more episodes. Well, so have the, only, <laughs> the only place you can charge it is the McDonald's. <laughs> I know, uh, right? Where the do you Commons too. That's the Commons. Oh, they got, has they a got the station. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you would charge it at your house, I'm sure, right? Well, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah you know, I mean, you'd have to put in the... Yeah. But yeah, that's another problem, too, the infrastructure to go with, like, these sustainable options. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a big one. Um, a lot of the tax credits for actually buying an electric vehicle are, like, being cut in half um, after this year. Yeah. Yeah, so... That's silly. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. I don't even... All right, even if we're going to say... Let's just, for, for example, let's say that whatever you want to call it, climate change, global warming, let's just say that it's only a quarter true as to like so what the most severe that some people are calling it. Uh, I mean, what's so bad about having cleaner shit? Like if we err on the side of caution on that, like what's so bad about not just using up all the resources if we have unlimited, you know, there's a giant therm- thermonuclear reactor in the sky. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's just there. Like what's uh, that? It's so silly to me that that there's not... I don't know that we are more more proactive about it right, right now, I especially think it with, down energy, to money. with an energy source. It's, yeah, it's people don't want to make how, less money, and that's how so ma- so many of these so many of these big time families, especially big political families that have been presidents and shit like that. That's how they got their money. They got their money from oil, you know. So yeah, it's just like this whole systemic change needs to happen, and yeah. even just like a cultural change. You know, people like to drive their big SUVs mm-hmm. like people like that yeah and how do you convince them to do to be more modest mm-hmm. um or even to just like use less water bottles or yeah. anything 
Well, I think it's more more than that too. I mean, any any non uh, sustainable resource, like either you're talking coal miners and and natural gas employees and things like that. I mean, you know, if you switch all all over to solar and you know electric, they, where are those jobs? You know, uh, the, but they're creating so, more. You're right. You know? but it's for those people specifically. Educated. It, it, or... They have to now go back to some sort of schooling to possibly get that job. You know what I'm saying? You. It would take some time, but you've got, I mean, millions of people would just be cut off like that if we just completely switched over. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. That's, that's the fear that's, you know, well, we switch over to electric, you know, you're not running on gas, you're killing jobs, you're killing people, is basically what it is. Or if it's so from. sustainable, like, then then what? Like, then what? there's a max, and then we don't have, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, for a little bit, worked as a private investigator, and uh, one of the jobs I had was interviewing these, um, they were coal miners, and they were, had um, black lung um, lawsuits, like, against their employers. Um, the mine had actually shut down, and these lawsuits had, like, started coming out. But it was so interesting to hear their stories because it was right around the time when Obama was, you know, being very proactive, working on cleaning up coal and, and moving more towards clean energy and just hearing their individual stories. It's, it's exactly like what you say. It's, you know, like their dad has been a coal miner for, you know, like however, you know, like a hundred years, they're, they're all yeah. the way back and then just completely cut off. And they'd say, what do I do? Like, yeah. I've always lived in this, this little, um, they call them haulers, I think, or in Kentucky, something like that. Um, what do I do? Where do I go? I don't want to leave. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that's the balance you got to try to find. You know, that's hard. That's a hard thing to do. That's not an easy answer. But I'm going to say, and that's why I think, you know, that that's the argument. It's not, it's not like no one would go, of course we want cleaner fuel, you know, efficiency cars. We want cleaner cars. We want, you know, I, I would much rather have solar panels on my house than any of this. Yeah. That. yeah. That's not the problem. The problem is, yeah, but what about those people? Yeah. Well, I guess you know. However that, however that phases, you know, it's going to happen eventually. I mean, yeah, one but way or another. quick enough. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's. I don't know. I think I think it, I think it's a little bit silly to. I don't know. I'm not, I don't say anything. What? <laughs> Just I I don't know. I don't. I understand that that's a lot of those people job people's jobs, but you, you can. You know, you can find other jobs. There's other opportunities, especially with, with other types of, of, of energy. I mean, if something's outdated and isn't working anymore and is detrimental to, to the future, then I think that needs to be considered. Yeah, but I mean, but you're not talking. I mean, yeah, you can uh, say above it's other easy opportunities to, for people. It's you know? easy to say that, but like she said, you've got this whole mining town, and that's all that they've had. I mean, it's yeah. where do you it's go? Generational. It's generational. Yeah, where do yeah. you go? So are you trying to figure out if people really had black lung? Is that what your private investigator yeah, well, was? Yeah, you said you were and, <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> that's what I, I want to know. So how many lives did you destroy by <laughs> by saying, this guy's full of shit, this guy isn't? <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not an MD, so I, I, I just ask them questions and relay the answers. Yeah. Mostly like, what are the impacts? of your health on your your current ability to enjoy your life those mm-hmm. kinds of things oh so you weren't like asking them those questions and then like seeing if they could like were, were physically <laughs> able to do things but then hanging were physically the, able to do things like, hanging out in the bushes <laughs> Jessica Jones style maybe a little bit maybe a little bit yeah that yeah that's interesting they take off the neck brace yeah and they get in the they're car they're jumping on the trampoline <laughs> yeah, yeah blasting smokes <laughs> I got yeah, shit yeah yeah blasting <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> 
He's jogging. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of with Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, carbon carbon tax. Yeah. Yeah. He he says, um, and I don't know how you feel about Leonardo DiCaprio, but he's like a huge advocate for um, our natural mm-hmm. environment and climate. And uh, he says, implement a carbon tax. It's the quickest way to make big corporations and other people get in line because yeah. the consumer ultimately pays for the damage they're causing to the environment. Mm-hmm. And uh, so corporations would be forced to make some sort of changes, changes. even if it's like yeah. small, small and it'll changes. Still create jobs. Yeah, yeah. So that's an interesting thought. But of course, like, how do you do that? Because like, so much of what's like polluting our environment is like offshored at this point. We don't produce here in the U.S. Really. I was about to get into that too. What do you think of this amendment of them mixing in public vaping into offshore drilling Gosh. that we just had to deal with? It's not public vaping. In in. In, in enclosed. enclosed spaces. It's workplaces. It, it's the same rule you already have now with cigarettes. Yeah, it's basically like if you mm-hmm. can't smoke a cigarette, you can't vape. Yeah. yeah. But it's still like so many of those amendments were bundled. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, I, say, I think it's stupid that it's bundled, but I think that's also, it's not like it's banning vaping, which a lot of people have been saying. Yeah. <clears throat> just but, not in like public places where and where it's a gray area it now. I never thought it was banning vaping. No, I'm just saying people have. I've people have been saying that. I, I heard it all last night. When I was people talking about yeah, they want to take vape pens away. Blah blah. blah. Like, no, dude, that's not what it fucking says, man. Yeah, if you can't smoke a cigarette, you can't vape here. Basically. Yeah, yeah. this is the first time I ever voted on all the amendments that I could have as well. Did you do a whole bunch of research? Mm-hmm. Cool. That's best I could. The best, the best that I could. Yeah, I mean, it was so, hard. It's yeah. so hard, and it, yeah. Um, the, I I used some sheets that were suggestions on how to vote, but then I would also kind of decide my own from there. Yeah. Because I've I've never been one just to vote party line ever, uh, especially if I don't know enough about the candidates. But to be honest with you, this time was the first time I ever voted straight down a party line, just because I. My job, my job in voting this time was to send a clear message to someone, and it, and it was for accountability. And it's as simple as that. That was it. So, you know, regardless, I hope I made good decisions. You know, you never know. I try to, I try to know as much as I can before I go in there. But a lot of times, I'll just vote for the first three or four things, and then you know, a couple of the amendments or something like that. Hmm. Not this time. I voted for everything, everything good. that I could. Good for you. So, Me too. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How about you? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. We, uh, my girlfriend uh, Mary Lou, um, and I actually had this big discussion with like a whole bunch of women. We all got together and we all sat down and like debated all of the amendments and like ripped them apart. And that was so helpful. But mm-hmm. um, usually I don't spend that much time. But it was so important this year because it was the constitutional review year. Mm-hmm. Like this happens. What is it? Every 10, 20 years mm-hmm. that this well, happens. So. But yeah, yep. I think uh, we're gonna see a theme where people did stick to their party lines though this year. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Well, hopefully enough people did. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's gonna be a fun night, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have fun regardless. Wait. Shane. So you're you're yeah. leading trivia, the two of you together. Yes. Is there a theme while this is all going on? I've I've got a few. I've got some stuff in there. Yeah. You need stuff. to look at my questions to make sure we didn't crisscross. Okay. Yeah. 
uh, uh, one of the, well, they aren't. They won't hear this until tomorrow. So I can give. Oh. I can talk about one of the questions. Yep. I won't tell we anybody. Still, we still have a, a little hope in our voice. Let's see. The uh, the first question I had was a pretty good one. It was a pretty good doozy. It was about the electoral college and who's lost the biggest out of anyone but still maintained a presidency. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, and then. Uh, the only other one that I had that had to do with anything political was... Who, who, what's the answer to that? Is that Reagan? Oh, no, by far it was Trump. Yeah, so I was, was going to say Trump. Trump. By sure. far. Yeah, it didn't happen. Like it, happened twi- it happened twice in... Because uh, George Bush lost the popular mm-hmm. vote, too. Yeah. So Bush and Trump lost the popular vote, but still managed to win the presidency. And then I don't think it happened to... Before that, going back in history until like 1864. Was, oh, wow. But and that's ha- an important it's, year. It's happened a total of five times. That's, that's, that's surprising. Because that, Was that Lincoln then in 64? Mm, yeah, it had to, to have been, look. right? Civil War. I'd have to look. I'd have to check it or out again. Or was he killed in 63? Let's see. I might be telling you the wrong number, too. Let me make sure. I don't want to give misinformation on this podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. This is not <laughs> fake news. Yeah. Let's see. Popular vote. Still lose. what if we all talked like our google searches (laughs) dog toenail bleeding (laughs) am i dying it was 1888 okay okay yeah uh benjamin harrison and then it happened about 12 years before that with ruther ruby hayes and george w but by far by far Donald Trump was the biggest discrepancy. And before that, it was George W. Bush. 2.8 fucking million votes. That's a lot of people. 2.8. That's a lot. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. Especially considering only like half. The voter turnout. Especially only half the people vote. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. So you take that number, it's crazy. It's bizarre. That that gerrymandering has got to be dealt with for sure. But um, but then uh, the second, the before that, the next closest one was George W. Bush. And he only lost by half a million. Hmm. But still won. So it was more than five times the amount. Wow. When you put it like that, that's just mind-blowing. And it should be infuriating to most people. Like, no matter where you stand, you're like, this obviously is not right. Oh, absolutely. you You remember it was. It was like that for the first week. And then, you know, like everything else just fizzles out. I know. All I I heard was, you lost, get over it. That's all I heard. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're all in our... I still hear that. But how can you say... (laughs) But still, I mean, if you're... If you lose an election by 2.8 million votes, but you still somehow win it, how can you walk around cocky? Like, How can you walk around like that? But either side, if that happened, you know, on on the other side, I've got... If it happened to someone, let's just say locally, that happened and in a local election, but my guy still won, no. I'd be like, don't say anything. No one say anything. You say, uh, right. do you, uh, how <laughs> yeah. bad would it have been if it was just reversed? Mm-hmm. And, and and Clinton won only by the electoral college and, and, and you know, didn't win, didn't win the popular. And That's what I'm saying. If it was reversed. Yeah. Oh, holy shit. Yeah. I mean, we would probably be in full on civil war. I mean, there'd be, ab- there'd be riots and shit. Absolute shit burning. I mean, think about all the violence that's already happening now. Oh, my yeah. God. It would, it would be, be outrageous. Bad. Both yeah. sides of the aisle should be pissed off about this, though, because I, I agree. it could go either way. And, and at the end of the day, what that's saying is, like, my vote doesn't count as much as I thought it did. Oh, uh, absolutely. And everybody yeah. should should be like, we need to fix this. 
Yeah, there was one. Um, there was one that I looked at in a district, and your vote counted twenty times more living where you did than someone in LA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's and then because yeah, of population, of course, how those lines are drawn, which often factoid goes goes along with socioeconomic status. Mm-hmm. So your health outcome is far less. Your vote counts less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where's the anger? Let's fix this. Yeah. Let's 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 go another hour on the podcast. We can get a plan we'll just together. It. We'll, we'll just it present it. Out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, good luck with everything. Thank with you. Part. Thanks for the cookies. Of course. Enjoy. We're about to dominate them. We'll we'll eat them during the intro. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, definitely. Thank you for your time and uh, good luck with your bar and uh, everyone. Go to eighteen thirty five. Request the Honey Nut Cheerio Old Fashioned or the the Fruity Pebble Vodka Collins. Yeah. No? Is that yeah. a thing? It could be. <laughs> coming coming soon. Order the, ask for the Wim Tea drink and then give a wink. The Wim Tea Podcast cocktail. Get it up. Get you taken care of. Well, cool. Thanks for coming on. Thank we'll you, guys. You. Thank you. Yep. Always telling